0: Hey, my name is PJ Nolan. I'm the lead pastor of Collective Church. We are a community of real people in Saline County, Arkansas, seeking to know God and to make him known. We hope as you visit our podcast that you will find the messages inspiring, practical, but most importantly, biblical. Hey, I'm, I'm extremely excited to get into this today. Uh, go ahead, open your Bibles to Hebrews Hebrews chapter 10, we're going to be looking at a passage in there, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a specific topic that I'm really, really encouraged about, but I have to kind of come, you know, take a little bit in on myself here, because we're going to be talking about a community, and, you know, like I said, I'm going to try to get through this part, but it's really important to me, you know, I've been in ministry for almost 10 years now, and of course, we've had our ups and downs. We've had uh, some really good times. We've had some really low times. Uh, my wife and I, Kayla and Slater, now and so. Uh, but part of what a big thing that we were missing at a lot of churches was community, and that's very lonely for a pastor, in this family. So I want to thank you, church, for doing that for my family. Thank you, from the bottom of my heart. And I really appreciate that because you guys have welcomed us in, as like we were family from the beginning, and that means so much uh, from our neighbors to our community group to to a D group to all of that stuff. Just thank you so much, so very much because, like I said, it was—I knew this topic was going to be really hard for me to get through at the first. I was like, "Get these, get this out of the way, so we can move forward." But uh, I really do appreciate it because it is something that we're not necessarily used to, and it's been growing so well on us, and Scripture packs it up so much. And it's something we always knew that we wanted, but we just hadn't had the opportunity. I'm thankful that Collective Church is all about community. I'm so thankful. And so, anyway, we're getting that out of the way. But as, as we've been going through uh, this past series on getting in the good news Right, did y'all enjoy that series? Because I know I did. We got into the good news and I'm just thankful that we are a church as well that gets into the good news and that leadership drives us to the good news and getting away from news that we don't necessarily need to wrap our lives around. And so bridging this, this, this gap here just a little bit from where we've been and where we're going, I, I, I really believed that we needed to look at that word called community because uh, as a church we're already doing it but there's always room for improvement and for God to speak life into stuff that you're already doing good okay if you're doing something very well God can still speak into that that part of your life right he can still bring you further up he can still make it better because maybe it's a gift that he's already given you and so this morning, as we look into community, and as we bridge this gap from where we've been but where we're going, there's this, uh, there's this quote that a good friend of mine, Dr. Nathan Rogers, he wrote this the other day, and I just couldn't help but to, to add in because it really fits well with where we're going today. He said this. He said, God built lighthouses to see people through storms. Then he built storms to remind people to find lighthouses. And I was just that that is so so profound, so good, so so good for us to hear this morning because of course we've been in the good news and we've we've seen how we can get through the storms but God builds other storms in our lives and yes God does that so that we can and that we do find lighthouses. Of course we're talking about community. We're talking about people but i think that it's really good for us today right to answer really three questions about community about these lighthouses that we need to have in our life, these people that we need to surround ourselves with that will help us keep us accountable, that will drive us to take the next step in life, to maybe take that spiritual journey that we don't want to make, but that God's really leading us to do, right? We need those lighthouses in the storms of our life, and no matter where you are in your life, God is using people around you, whether it's good influences or bad influences, So we need to be very careful in who we choose to be our lighthouses in life. And so I really love that quote, and it just, again, goes right into what we're talking about today. And of course, the very first thing we're going to talk about today is what is community? What is community? And I believe the writer of Hebrews gives us a beautiful passage here that helps us define it and then live through that definition and we're going to begin in verse 19. So, if you would, uh, let's just read verses 19 through 23 real quickly. It says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh. 21. And since. We have a great priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for this opportunity for us to come into your house today through your son, Jesus Christ, that we can be lifted up, we can be encouraged, we can be held accountable through your word, Father God, and that we can also, through your word, uh, be a part of a people, Father God, that are going to be doing the same thing throughout the week. God, I just thank you so much. It's your name I pray. Amen. So as we look to ask, what is community. What is community? And so when we ask that question, here's the first thing that comes to my mind that we absolutely need to go ahead and write down, and that is is that uh, what is community? It is in Christ alone, right? It's through Christ. It is Christ. That's what our community should look like and be like. It is absolutely through Christ. And and I've said this a lot to our teenagers, and, and some of you may have heard me say this before, but it's a very true statement, right? And that's why we're talking about these lighthouses, these people, this community that we surround ourselves with, right? Because we're, we're people and we're making decisions every day, but the decisions we make are either encouraging all right, or they're discouraging, right? There is no middle ground when it comes to that. And the people that surround us are not only influenced by us, but us by their influence as well. And so when we look into this, you need to start asking yourself the question Was Jesus an encourager or a discourager through his words? I don't think you're gonna look in any of Scripture, whether Jesus is cleansing out the temple or if he's talking to a woman that is caught in adultery, or if he is talking to his disciples, it doesn't matter where he was going. Jesus was always encouraging with his words. He was never discouraging with his words. So when I say that it is through Christ alone and that what is community, it is Christ alone. And so when we look at that, when we understand that, when we see that, we understand that the lighthouses in our life, the people, the community, it should be and look like Christ, right? That's what it should look like. That's what it should be like. And so as we go further down that, uh, how do we look for that? How do we see that? Well, here's a, here's a big thing. Look for a church, right? Look for a community that is in Christ alone. Right like there's that the sole purpose of the church right is in Christ alone like there's leaders in our church there's a there's a governing body if you will but if if there is one thing that is certain right that it is that Jesus is the captain there's no doubt about it if Jesus isn't the captain of your church look for a different community right if he is dive into the community and when they're encouraging to you when they're encouraging to you through the Word of God, though it may not settle well with your flesh, your spirit is saying, that's it. Right? Because that happens. You know, PJ's already mentioned, you know, as we move to this next series, it might, it may uh, ruffle a few feathers, it may not sit with you well, but it's because Christ is the captain of the ship and PJ, don't he don't drive it. Jesus does, right? So that's what we have to remember. That's what we have to... We have to agree with that cuz if we don't then we're no longer a Christ-guided church. Get that? So it's like do you do you want to be encouraged or do you want to be discouraged? Right cuz you can go to a church that fluffs you up but it's discouraging in the long run. It's, it is. <sighs> Been there, done that. Many of you sitting here today, you're you're thinking of past Past churches maybe you've been to. Maybe you're a guest this morning and you're, and you're in transition. Let's not shy away from that. I'm glad you're here. I want you to know that as you're here at Collective Church, that's our church. We're Christ-centered and it's Christ alone. That is what community is. But that's what collective is. That's what collective is. <clears throat> so what is community? Community is people, right? Community is in Christ alone, but it's people, that we surround ourselves with that we are in relationship with. And so as I do this next part, stay with me for just a moment because this is important. In Ephesians 5:25 and 27, and, and men don't get too excited. I know I went past 5:22. I know it's our favorite verse. All right? Those of you that know, you know. But it says <laughs> That is the that is how uh, Paul describes to the church of Ephesus is that this is the love that Christ had for His church His bride He's the bridegroom That is the love that Jesus had for it Can I just talk for just a minute Right I love my wife I know don't 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 get mad at me I'm not going to put the spotlight on you too much Okay. But I love my wife. We do life together. She is a hard worker. I love her. We, we are a strong bond. We have a beautiful son. We are loving life. But I read this passage. And this passage is, is, is talking about it's talking about husbands. But but Paul's putting an emphasis here on community too. He's putting an emphasis on the church. Because he takes it from a, a relationship between man and woman and he puts it back to the church. Look at what he does here. He says, right, that Christ loved the church. He gave himself up for it. He's really talking to the husband. So here's my thing, right? Because he wants it to be without blemish. He wants to be uh, perfect, spotless, right? But he loves it. He gave himself up for it. I love my wife. If you're sitting here today, or if you're just out and about, and you have an issue, Or a difference with my wife, I'm going to have an issue or difference with you. But hold on. If you have an issue with the church, if you have an issue with Christ-centered church, God has an issue with you. God has an issue with you because that's his bride. That's his thing. He gave himself up for it. He gave himself up to it. And he wants to see it thrive. He wants to see it spotless. He wants to see it holy. He wants to see it. All these things and husbands that love their wives, we want that for it. And Jesus wants that for his church. And that's what he wants for community. He wants it to be spotless. He wants it to be gentle. He wants it to be uplifting and encouraging. That's what Jesus wants for his church because he died for it. He gave his life for it. And he gave himself up for it. He gave himself up for people, and through Christ, through the people, we have community. We have community. And that's super awesome, right? That we have that through Jesus and that he wanted it for us. Second thing, so who, right? Who is community? And we kind of already talked about it just a little bit, but let's read Hebrews TN 24 and see what it says here. It says, "And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works." So we already kind of explained and we kind of talked about already, right? That we the people, that is who the community is and that it is through uh, Jesus Christ but I want you to notice something really quickly, right? I want you to notice something really quickly that Paul uh, he points out at the very beginning of verse 24 and listen to what he says in verse 24 he says and let us consider right let us consider and so Again, we've moved past. Now, we understand that the love of Jesus is what drives the church. He's the captain. He is the leader. He's the the, uh, alpha and the omega of the church, and he should be, and all uh, that stuff that you can possibly put in name, right? That's who Jesus is to the church and for the church, and that's where we have community. He's defined it. But now as we look into who is the community and we look at let us consider, right, then we should consider the things that follow what he just said, right? So now we have a belief in Jesus. We know what we're looking for and what he has done for it. But now we need to get really defined on the people, right? And a lot of times we look a little bit too quickly past this, we, but we don't need to, right? We need to really consider what he's talking about here. We need to consider what we as the people Right, the community, the love, the encouragement that should be for the rest of our our community out there, right? Listen, he says, let us consider how to stir up. Stir up one another. Some of us are really good at stirring up, right? (laughs) Right? Just some of us have that is that is your spiritual gift, right? You're just boy, you can stir some stuff up. I have been at some churches where there was the most glorious stir uppers, I'm telling you. I mean, they were they were good, right? And and, and a lot of us in here, we, we, we just, that's just what we, it just naturally, we just stir stuff, right? Whether it's through, uh, you know, passive aggressiveness or whether it's through, uh, you know, being sarcastic or I'm saying the same things, right? So a lot of times that's just what we do. But notice what Paul says here. And I'm I'm really not trying to step on anyone's toes or single anyone out. This is what the Bible says. Here's what it says for us to stir up, right? This is what community stirs up. He says, and let us consider. So first we have to consider to stir up one another to love and good works, right? So let's, let's talk about that for just a second. Love which we've already talked about through Christ, what he did for the church, what he did for the community to define it for us, to give us something so that we can have community. Then specifically to the community, who are you? Here's what you are. You are to stir one another up in love and in good works. Here's how that, here's how that goes. It's in love. It's for good works. One more time. In love, for good works. Here's what we need to remember when we're stirring one another up, it goes back to what we've already talked about community, about church, right? That we have to be encouraging to that. We cannot shy away from things. That may not. That may be a disagreement with someone. They may not like it. They may not. Uh, they may not uh, want to go there. Or talk about that. But Jesus has said. Paul has said. Right. That we are to stir one another up in love. We cannot shy away from being loving to someone that is that is in the wrong from Scripture. Because that's how you stir one another up. That's how we get better. That's how our community continues to grow. If we again, if we stray away from a captain-led Jesus Christ of a church, then we stop stirring one another up in love and we start stirring one another up in what we want to hear and what we want to do and what we, 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 I, I, I want from this church instead of what he wants from this church. And Galatians has already spoken to this, right? I've mentioned this before, but it's something to recap on and to understand is in Galatians, Paul even uh, explains to the church at Galatia, like, listen, you're going to struggle with this each and every day as your spirit struggles with your flesh. You're going to have these problems, these, these things that continue to rise up in you, and you need a community around you to pull you through that so that you don't lean on your flesh, and that you do listen to the spirit to make the decisions for community and not yourself so who is who's the community it's us we're community we stir one another up in love and I think we do an excellent job at that but there it doesn't end there right you stir one another up in love for what good works service Giving back whatever tag you want to tag on it, but we do it why not for our self glory but for His glory, so that when you as a community encourage. It's not encouragement from from you necessarily, but through Jesus and through the captain and through your life and through your community, you have loved on somebody, the love that was Jesus Christ that lives in you, that now you get to turn over to somebody else that they get to go and grow in your community and that they get to do the same thing, right? Because that is love that transfers to good works. That's what it looks like. Very difficult. It's hard to do. We're doing it here, but like I said from the very get-go, just because we're doing something good doesn't mean that God can't remind and help us do better. Right? God can do that for us today. And God can do that for us tomorrow when we're still the church. And the next day and the next. So who is community? We're community. And when we're in community, we're encouraging, we're lifting up. Why for good works? Because that's how your community grows, and I'm not talking about necessarily numerically, which that is part of it, but deep, deep in Jesus, deep in His Word. Because without community, maybe you're sitting here this morning, you're like, I don't really have that, and maybe you've, <clears throat> you know, visited around, maybe you haven't, you just haven't found it, maybe. Your, your relationship with Jesus needs to be deep. It needs to be anchored. It needs to be with community that is also the same. That's where you're going to get the really good, encouraging love that's found in Jesus. So where, where is community? Let's look at Hebrews 10, 25. Here's what it says. Not neglecting to meet together as is habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. So so this one's easy, right? It says, not neglecting to meet together. So where is church? Or where is community? It's here. It's here. This is it. Right? This is it. This is community. This is what we're looking for. This is what you're gathered here for, is for community, right? This is good. But... If we just come here on Sundays and we don't do other stuff throughout the week with our community, we fall flat, right? Okay, so let me put it this way. Sunday morning, you come in, the worship is on point like it always is. It's so good. You got your hands raised up in the air. You're feeling it. The Spirit's moving. All these things are good. Why? Because you're in community, you're in the room with your community, with the people that you love, and you're feeling the moving of the Spirit. Anybody ever been to church camp? You, You know, we come back and we're like, man, I missed the church camp experience. Why can't I do that all the time? You can. You can live the church camp experience on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Saturday and Sunday. You can live that experience through what? Community. Through the community. We have home groups, right, that we set up that are super important. When we're in community, we're able to be alive again. We may even sit around a campfire and raise our hands in gladness to God on a Thursday. Watch out. Watch out, devil, right, you know. But that's, that is what community looks like. That's what it is. That's who it is. And that's where it is. That's where it is. Yes, we love this building. We love that it has awesome lighting. We love that we have all this equipment, but it's not the church. It is the building the church goes to on a specific day, but the church goes out and it's meeting for coffee. The church goes out and it's meeting for lunch. The church goes out and they have family gatherings at the playground. The church goes out and it's a difference in the community because that is where the community sees who it's through and who's guiding you and who loves you and it's Jesus Christ who does that and your community grows and gets bigger and spiritually stronger through it. That is what it looks like. Thanks again for visiting the Collective Church podcast. We hope you found the message to be practical, inspiring, and biblical. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about Collective Church, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the message, hit the subscribe button. And if you'd be willing to, hit share and help us spread the word about Collective Church.